Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. My name is Holly Moon. I am the Chair for Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week for the Association of Fundraising Professionals, Tampa Bay. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded remotely for safety reasons, and as a result, you might hear some funky audio, so just stay tuned for this fantastic story. This episode features Harry and Sandy Jameson, philanthropists involved with the Lion's Eye Institute for Transplant and Research Foundation. This podcast is hosted by Wilma Norton from Community Foundation Tampa Bay. Thanks, Wilma. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. I'm Wilma Norton with Community Foundation Tampa Bay. And today we have with us Harry and Sandy Jameson, who are philanthropists uh, involved with the Lion's Eye Institute. So welcome. Hello. Give us a little introduction of who you are and how maybe you got involved with Lion's Eye Institute. I've known of the Lion's organization since I was growing up. I, I was grew up in Northwestern Pennsylvania, and the Lions were strong up there, and uh, so I, I've known of them for a long time, but I never really became too involved with them. I started my career as a trust officer in a large local bank, uh, and after being there for 26 years, I left and uh, joined a friend of mine to purchase a CPA firm in Dunedin. One of my clients while I was there was a lady by the name of Clara Schiller who had been, had grown up with her sister in Ohio. And when he passed away, he left it to the two of them. They continued to run it for a few years, got it on its feet and eventually sold it and retired to Clearwater. Uh, they weren't sophisticated investors. They had most of their savings in savings accounts and CDs, but I became involved after uh, Clara's sister, Maida, passed away and involved her with the local bank, uh, which began an investment program for her, and it worked out quite well. Uh, I became co-trustee of that trust, and since she had no immediate family, she decided to set up a charitable trust when she passed away. She had suffered from macular degeneration for a long time during her lifetime. And she had a brother who passed away from heart disease. So she wanted to primarily uh, fund those types of organizations. I think I impressed her somewhat with my philosophy that uh, it was a good idea to invest locally. That's always been my prime goal is uh, there are a lot of big national organizations that, uh, and not to say the Lions is a national organization, but the Lions Institute in my thinking is a local organization that deserves uh, as much support as it can get. So after she passed away and uh, we began functioning as a private foundation for charitable purposes, the Lions Eye Bank Institute became a very prime target for our, our investment, so to speak. Well, you, you summarized there, I think, a, a lot of what we in the local philanthropy world uh, hope to impart to people, invest locally, and philanthropy is investment in your community, and invest in something that is meaningful to you. And it sounds like you helped her, or at least her legacy, go to things that were meaningful to her. Mm-hmm. 
That's exactly right. That's been Harry's focus for a long time because he has helped his clients you know, make, make differences in the community with the funds that they have available to them. And it's, it's been uh, an exciting part of our, our journey together as what we do um, and how we're committed. And, and our, I think our focus really comes uh, actually from my family, because for as long as I can remember, we've been focused on reaching out to the community, doing things uh, that make a difference in the community through different organizations. And we both continue, I think, to offer that kind of support to local, uh, local charities that are making a difference, both here in Clearwater and in Tampa. And we were talking before we started recording about your family's deep, deep roots here. Why do you feel it's important to invest in the community that you live in? I think when you when you've been blessed and we've been blessed to to do well and, and that it is important to really give back and to make a difference where you live. And it, that comes comes from my grandfather's initial training that I saw him do. Uh, he worked with the community in Clearwater all of his growing up years and made, uh, did things like got a grant from Carnegie to start the Clearwater Library. And oh, wow. he was the first president of the Rotary Club. And, you know, he was Mr. Clearwater in 1963. So, uh, you know, he started this, this comes down through, through our family that we've always felt it is important to give back. And because I'm an ordained person in the Episcopal Church, we go with the mantra that to those to whom much is given, much is expected. And we know that it's important for us to give back to our community and, and to make a difference for other people that can't, can't do that. Well, a theme that has run through most of these conversations that I have had with folks like you this year and, and last year is that once you start giving, once you start investing in the community, it's kind of hard to stop and that you get so much out of it. Do, do you feel that way? And what do, what do you think you've gotten out of being philanthropically inclined? I, I very much feel that way. I know my parents, you need to give back and give back locally of what you receive. And uh, it will come back to you many fold. And it has done that to us. The more we give, the more we give more. And, uh, it seems like every year we, uh, we are blessed even more to be able to, to do this. And can you talk a little bit about what you're proud of that the Lion's Eye Institute is able to do in the community? A little bit about their work, because I think people may not know about everything that they do. I think it is one of the most exciting agencies that we have been able to work with. I have a background in medical. Uh, and so for me, it was really exciting to see all the work that they are doing in terms of research, uh, particularly for the macular degeneration, for ret diabetic retinopathy. Um, our son is diabetic. That's, you know, that's a real thing that's in his future. And, and to see the intent of this organization to to reach out and to make research available and and the work that they do uh, with cornea trans you know harvesting corneas and sending them all over the world 
and just making people aware of the issues with eye issues and, and to make a difference with that. We both got really excited mm -hmm. when we started becoming involved because we didn't realize the scope and the depth of what Lions Eye Bank was doing, not just for uh, the Tampa Bay area, but internationally. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know about that research, you know, on a, on a cursory level, people know about cornea transplants, but uh, some of the work that is done there is just miraculous. I know one of the things that really blew my mind is when they announced that they had been able to grow eye cells yeah. in the lab, yeah. in the lab that we funded through the work that through we've done with the Clara Schiller Trust. Yeah, that was- And that really brings it home. Yeah, it does. And, and to see, but also the fact that through that research facility, all different kinds of agencies can come in because it's not proprietary and they can work together collaboratively, which is not always possible uh, in research. It becomes, uh, you know, proprietary and, and it limits people's uh, access to something like this. And I think the Alliance iBank has offered just a broad spectrum of opportunity for people to do research. And it is, it is so exciting to have watched the, the research part of it grow and grow and grow over these years because mm -hmm. we've been giving through Schiller. It's, it's been over 10 years, I know. I, I'm yeah. sure Holly has the exact number of years, but it's been yeah. a long time. Every time yeah. we come to see the, the Lion's Eye Bank and see the next steps in their development of research, it just gets more and more exciting. Yeah. I have to tell you, when you were talking about growing the cells in the lab that you helped fund, I got goosebumps. Mm -hmm. What do you say to somebody who might listen to this and say, how can I get involved in a way that's going to give me goosebumps and, and all of these wonderful feelings? How do you get started? Just start. It doesn't have to be a huge right. $100,000 gift. Uh, just start and you'll just be amazed how it will blossom and grow. Uh, that's been, I think, the really thing that has impressed us is that uh, we've talked earlier in this discussion about how the more you give, the more you want to give and the more you can give because it, it does come back to you. And uh, uh, that has, has been our mantra all along, I think, is to uh, be able to start slowly and every year you get a little bigger step at it, start locally. I think it's been what we've found through our own experience. I'm, I'm very proud of it. Well, in this week and when we are celebrating philanthropy and philanthropists and hoping to inspire others, this is a, a wonderful conversation that embodies uh, all of what we hope people take away as we as we try to build more philanthropists and, and more givers in our community. So thank you so much for talking with us and for all that you do. And I know you will continue to do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. A special thank you to Community Foundation Tampa Bay for being our presenting patron and for lending us Wilma Norton to host this wonderful storytelling podcast.
If you would like more Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can also follow more stories on our website at philanthropytampabay.org. Happy storytelling!